Hi, I'm Ralph Shearing, President and CEO of Altele Mining Corporation, and we are a mining company expanding in Mexico with two operating mines. One just came into production, Tabueto, it's a coal project, and our other project is Campo Morado, a mine in commercial production, primarily zinc, but improving with precious metals and other base metals. Ralph. How are you? I'm doing good. Very good. good. Thank you. Ralph, the problem solver. I think that's what I labeled you as last time we spoke Uh, in my summary to our followers and subscribers. Um, So you're here one-to-one meeting European investors. So you're going on a bit of a road tour, aren't you? Right. right. We're just getting back on the road again. We've been here a few times prior to COVID and we want to get and reestablish those contacts again and and meet new contacts. Institutional. Institutional investors, whatever. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. So, just a, we'll do a quick recap. I'll, I'll put a we'll put a link to the last interview below this one. Okay. Because okay? I think it was a good conversation in terms of setting out the stall. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of fascinated by the team you constructed. And I say problem solver. I, I don't mean to be clear, but that's that's what you are, right? You you find difficult projects that maybe slightly unloved. I guess you could say that. I mean, Campo Morado was, was known as a very difficult project. Yeah. And, and my operations team, who, who really deserve all the credit, have uh, turned that project around. Metal mm. prices have helped, but they've mm. cleaned it up and they were producing a lot uh, less expensive costs. Yeah. And we've made good money. I mean, Campo Morado has been very kind to us in 2021. Yeah, no, it definitely has. But there's room for improvement, right? And that's what you're working yeah, on. Absolutely. We're working, I would call it a full court press on metallurgy. And we're yeah. investigating some fairly modern techniques for improving metallurgical recoveries. Right. For pneumatic flotation, that's a big big name, but it's a different type of flotation that works better with microfine grinding. Okay. Right. Yeah. right. And what was the potential there? I mean, you're, you're kind of, it's not, a, it's not a quick fix, but it is a, a process you got to get through. For what? For what was the upside if you get it well, right? Well, the upside, well, first off, it's a process. We've been at it for six months and we're likely another three, four months before we right. figure it all out. Yeah. But we've had really good success with pneumatic flotation on increasing our concentrate grades mm-hmm. and recoveries. We've done a really good job on lead. Uh, so we expect to be able to get better recoveries and uh, a higher concentrate grade with lead. Got it. And that'll <clears throat> bring more silver and gold into the play. Yeah. We've also just started production with copper, so we're now making a copper concentrate. Mm-hmm. So that's another revenue source that we didn't have last year. Mm-hmm. And with this precious metal improvements that we're working on, we're, we're looking at a forced oxidation and leaching. Mm. And we've been able to go into the the tailings and do uh, regrind and pneumatic flotation test on yeah. that. Yeah. And we've been able to make a pyrite, a precious metal rich pyrite concentrate, okay. which is ideal for reducing the mass in those tailings to be able to go to uh, a forced oxidation and leaching. Right, in, t- in terms of the revenue components, because concentrate, you, you, you know, you don't get all the credit that you want for it, but you will. It's a, like I said, it's a process. You hope to get there. So, what's it look like today in terms of what you're getting and what do you hope you can well, prove this through to? What sort of range yeah, are you looking so for? If I could put it into perspective by yeah. saying in, in 2021, we our company had an operating profit of 26 million US dollars. Um, so that's that's a good number, mm-hmm. and we've been using some of that cash for our other projects. To tell you yeah, the truth, yeah. uh, where this can go with the added revenues, um, we won't know exactly until we're finished all the testing, but it's going to increase and it's going to sure. increase significantly. I mean, it's not going to be a double or anything like that, but certainly, no, I think 30, 40, 50% increase is potential. Okay. Um, and that would make Campo Morado, which has been deemed to be a difficult mine, because mm-hmm. it's in a kind of a, a difficult jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. Um, it's had difficult metallurgy, but if we solve those metallurgical issues, then we've made it bulletproof to lower prices. Right. Right. 
the reason I like your project, because you, you, you're old-fashioned in the sense that you're looking for money. You want to show money is possible to be made of mining, <laughs> yeah. which is unusual. I mean, I, I, again, I'm being glib, but it, it's it's true, right? So with some improvements, that, 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 that the, the net revenues will increase, hopefully. Let's talk about your other project, and then I want to kind of get into where I, where I hope you guys can go, right? So Tahawata, mm -hmm. you're, you're up and running now. Two or three months, or is it a couple of months in, right? No, we just started last week. Oh, right, you, okay, were, so you were installing we were, all mills. Yeah, and yeah. The, we, the right, right, you know, we're slightly behind. It's a big construction okay. project, so I'd say we were two months behind. Okay. Um, however, we now have commissioned one ball mill. It's 500 mm -hmm. tons per day. We're just going through the commissioning process. Right. Uh, so we are producing a concentrate. Mm -hmm. We're starting off with a bulk concentrate for maybe two, three weeks, and then we'll start separating into a lead and zinc concentrate. So Tabuweto is a really robust project. I mean, it's going to be producing at about $845 per gold equivalent ounce. Right. That's a good number. I mean, gold number. at $1,800, we're making a lot of money. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a thousand ton a day operation. We're starting out half capacity. We're installing a second ball mill mm -hmm. uh, over the next quarter or so. So hopefully towards the end of this year, we'll be up to full capacity. Yeah. And it will produce about 25,000 ounces of gold. If you look at a gold equivalent basis, it's going to be about 45,000 ounces of gold. For the first five years, though. Yeah. On a on a ongoing basis, and so oh, okay. in the first five years in our in our literature, it's five years because the mine plans shows that the grades going down a little bit during right. that subsequent years. However, as soon as we get exploration going again, I, I can you can, can backfill can, that yeah very, okay. very easily. Okay. The exploration potential at Talweto is fantastic, and, and actually it's as, just as good at Campo Morado as well. Right. Okay. So some that would be a big money spinner for you too, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, st stating the obvious. Yeah. Okay, so but there's there's kind of a little ramp up period to get to um, you know what is it, a thousand ton a thousand per day, right? per day yeah. um, and what was that time frame? Uh, the end of the, towards the end of this year, we, this we, year. You know, we hope to have that second ball mill installed over the next quarter. So, you know, sometime in Q4, we'll be scaling up, ramping up to a thousand tons per day. Hope to be in commercial production early next year. Right, and the literature says um, this is an eleven-year life of mine on, on reserves. A lot longer if you start without question, right. and, and, okay. and and as an exploration geologist who's who's turned into a miner, yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. uh, I can have extremely good confidence that we will bring in new resources and reserves right. with drilling. Okay, we've now covered the ground in terms of what everyone already knows, but was worth setting up for people new to the story. This is a bit of a conversation I actually want to have with you. Okay, you've um, you've got a little bit of debt in there at the moment, have you? Yep, we have thirty eight million dollars of debt. Right. Yeah. Now you're throwing off net income. I don't know what net profit looks like, but how quickly do you pay that down? Or do you leave it as is? I don't know what the facility is or how long it's for, but this is a market right for M&A, for people who can prove that they can show it to market, I produce and, and throw off cash. So what's the mentality internally? I know it's, you just started. No, it's, it's a really, there. yeah, but it's really easy to, to, to sort yeah. of e explain what I think, where I think we're going. Yeah. So, we expect to pay all this debt back within two years. Okay. Okay. If need be, if we can restructure that debt, which we're seeking, uh, trying to trying to look for a restructuring yeah. that we could put it out for five years, that would free up immediate cash flow, and we could then convince exploration sooner mm -hmm. than than we could if we don't do that. Right. And then it's a question of uh, expanding this, the the projects we have, but yeah. also looking for additional acquisitions. So you know we're. 
we're Mexican operators. We're not afraid to get another Mexican project. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, we're actually looking right now. And there's no reason why we couldn't get a project in a different jurisdiction as well. So we're going to be on an acquisition hunt uh, early next year as the company gets its cash flows going, yeah. gets a better market cap. Yeah. We can maybe use our, our equity to help acquire an asset and seeking, seeking out uh, institutional support. Right, no, brilliant. That's, that's, thing, that's, any, that's all anyone would want to hear from you, certainly, certainly shareholders, right? Um, it, it obviously depends on the way that where, that, where that jurisdictional risk element, if it's more Mexico, I think, do you think the market would favorably say, oh, we know Mexico makes sense to be here, or should we mitigate risk by going elsewhere? Well, I think there's, there's arguments for both. Yeah. Them, you know, and personally, I think we should find a project somewhere else yeah. than, than Mexico, although I'm not afraid to find another project in Mexico. Right. And, and the reason to find somewhere else is that, you know, mitigate gate rest exactly yeah. that we have a, a left-leaning president in mexico right now seems quite popular he talks a lot about uh, things he wants to do to the mining yeah. industry never gets them passed through congress congress yeah. so yeah. you know i don't see a huge risk there but you know we got to pay attention to it so i'm not opposed to looking for assets in other jurisdictions yeah i think it's an interesting conversation about south america and this socialist narrative which which is always there, but nothing actually no. happens. But recently in, in, in Chile, oh, yeah. it's gone a little bit crazy. Isn't it crazy? I mean, Chile was a was a fantastic yeah. place for mining. In fact, yeah. it was the top of Latin America. Absolutely. And did did very, very well because of that. Yeah. And now they're going the other way. So I mean, it's the pendulum. It swings one way, swings back and back and mm. forth. It's trying to find that happy medium where everybody's happy. Right. And so I, th- I think from, from that perspective, I just wonder what North American investors would prefer you to do. And I, th- I think it, well, probably would, diversify would risk. Diverse probably diversify risk. risk. Yeah. Okay. And being tier one, ranked Fraser Institute, ranked number one, whatever, wherever that is in the world, Australia, well, if you're North America, at, yeah, like Canada, US, you don't really mind. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fine. Not another South American yeah. country. Uh, well, if we were going to do that, we'd stay in Mexico. Yeah. Okay. okay. But again, it depends on the project, right? So yeah. you know, you can, if you have a, if a fantastic project come along and, yeah. and the price is right, you don't want to necessarily pass it up. It's kind of it's a funny time for you because once you start throwing off cash, banks come running to your door and say, "Hello, would you like some more money?" Yeah, and that's where you can really start to grow when right. you get access to that capital. Right. But and what's the capital look like? What, what type of money would they be offering? Well, there's a good question. You were right? having conversations. Yeah. Well, right now. Mm. Um, the, the conversations are a bit more difficult because we're, we have to prove Tabawato is going to right. throw off the cash. We assume it will, right. um, and we have to deal with service and deal with our debt. Right? Right. So that, that, that situation needs to be serviced on a regular basis or restructured, and then away we go. So remind me, where's the where's the, what's that debt at the moment? It's about thirty-eight million dollars, and about twenty-eight million of that is to Trafigura and Nearstar, which is essentially the same company, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, they, they loaned us money <clears throat> at Campo Morado, five million dollars to restart operations. And they loaned us money at Tabawato for construction. And the Nearstar part of the debt was actually part of the, the purchase price renegotiated into a loan. Right. So, so, so just, just want to stay on the kind of jurisdictional component, right? And because we, we've had lots of conversations, and I'm sure you will over the last 12 months on ESG and social activism and NGOs and all, all that sort of things. And we've heard people say, we've, miners have always done it. This is just a different badge for the same, for the same things we've always done. Other people go, no, it's the absolute core and fundamentals of to what we're doing. But that set against the set aside, it's sitting beside the political environment. Forget, forget the social, the political environment in some of these countries. Like even Mexico, nationalism of lithium and 
things like that. It, it can't help, um, I guess, str strain the nerves uh, somewhat. Well, it, it doesn't keep me up at night, but, right. you, but it's, okay. you know, you're always you're cognizant of it. So what do you do? Well, you, you, well, you know, for example, to mitigate some of our risk, operating risk in Campo Morado, <coughs> excuse me, we, we employ about 64, 65% of our workforce is local people. Right. We have training programs, we bring them in. So that's the ESG component of it. Uh, we're looking at uh, bringing in uh, solar power to help our cost and be more green, all of that stuff. And then as far as the, the country risk goes, um, you know, if there is risk in any country you work in, less in Canada, less in the US, Australia. But, uh, you know, we, we know how to operate in Mexico. We've got a very good operations team and they continue to move things forward. I mean, that, that's pretty interesting, actually. Um, one, of, one of the phrases that you used in there was, you know, in terms of employment of like solar power and that kind of maps, you know, that maps to the kind of EIA requirements potentially and kind of helps the story and the narrative. But it's also maps to um, trying to reduce costs. Well, it does. We've already yeah. got low costs. Mm -hmm. So where, does, where can this thing go? Well, we're, we're working on a number of initiatives to lower our cost fact. In fact, uh, we have a proposal now for solar power at Campo Morado. We're going right. to get one for Tauweto. Tauweto would be great because we're, we're trucking fuel in to generate power right. there. So if we can half the day have the solar power, that's uh, going to reduce our cost substantially. At Campo Morado, we're also looking at saving power on the current operating electrical motors. Yep. There's some technology we've had tested through first phase that shows and these motors operate to the load. I mean, without this technology, they operate at a constant rate. So you're mm. using a certain amount of power no matter what you do. Mm. This technology gauges how hard they're working. And if they don't need the power, it reduces yeah. the amount of power to it. So we've had a 20% increase on, the, on one of the motors we tested on the uh, conveyor belt for the crusher to the sag mill. So we're going to go to the next phase of that and try it on about 14 other motors. And if it all works, we'll install it and we'll save, you know, 15, 20% energy cost right there. That's interesting. That's really interesting. And because it, it can come back to my, my first point here about being slightly old fashioned and like focused on the money, right? And very quickly, right? You guys have done this for really quickly. The project itself may have been around and various guys for longer, for longer, but you've kind of got to that point really quickly to prove to the market that you, you can do it, and it's a viable business, and it gives you options further down the line. But I'm, just, I'm just sort of intrigued as to what, what are the other kinds of options it gives you as, as a board? Because it can, you can be accused of maybe, oh, get distracted. And no, no, no. There's, I mean, you know, just automation in mining now is becoming a, a very big thing. So, yeah. you know, we're, again, we're not quite healthy enough now, but we continue to bring in the profits and we can look right. at a lot more automation, which will make it more efficient, efficient so, so, okay. so on and so forth. Yeah. So that, 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 that's, that's the future of this? Is the yeah, more... I think so. Yeah, as much as possible. That if it, put it this way, if it makes sense, we save money, we yeah. make, make better profits for our shareholders, then we're going to investigate it. And if it, if it works, we'll implement, um, subject to getting the money necessary to fund the, those type of uh, improvements. Right, okay. And I just wonder, as, as, as a business then, where you go next, do you need to find similar profile here? Or can you actually go for you know pure exploration or early development or yeah you know i think we would be concentrating on a very advanced exploration or in production style of situation right. i can't see us going back to to grassrootsy style of exploration right now right. so I know I've, I've been down that road. It took me a long time to get Tabo up yeah. into production and, uh, you know, 
I, I, in the future, long term, maybe, but not, not for the next three or four years. Right. And given the profile of what you've got at the moment and, and what you potentially are looking for, it, it doesn't make you a very attractive takeover target. This is a more cash machine sort of operation. Well, that does make a takeover target, right? If it's big well, I don't, know, I don't know, but they'd have to inherit doing what you're doing and you've got to be able to say, hey, there's real scale to this. And look, we, we know we're making good margin here, but um, as, as a kind of step and repeat cookie cutter formula, it's is it that simple? Um, well, that's a good question. It's, it's not like an exploration play when you discover something big and a yeah, major will step sky, in and take right? you. Right? Yeah. But by improving, like if we can show that we can improve the, the recoveries at Camp Moran and we can implement yeah. and we start making a lot more money out of that and we make it, as I say, bulletproof to lower metal prices. So in a lower metal price environment, because of all the improvements, we can yeah. still make money. Um, there, you know, Certainly there's a potential bigger company wants you. Now, whether we'll sell to them or not, it's another, it's up to the shareholders when it comes to that. What's your market count, right? About 75 million. Right, okay. So there are much bigger companies who are development stories and far away, far away mm -hmm. from producing. Yes. Who might like your cash profile, mm -hmm. right? So they that, they might find you attractive. Yeah, so that's possible. Well, if yeah. you wanted to do that, if you wanted to do that, right? Shareholders want to do that. Well, I mean, well, if your shareholders <laughs> wanted to do that, okay, okay. Um, and whereas you have got to guide your shareholders and say, well, yeah, actually, no, we, let's make this defensible. Yeah. We'll work out the smart thing to do with our money going forward. So the next decision you make is a really important one. Well, I think you're absolutely right. The board of directors will make decisions for the company and what direction we go. And the first thing is get ourselves healthy enough by bringing Tawaweto on stream, improving Camp Camarado. Sure. And then when the cash flows really ramp up, then we have optionality in which way we want to go. Right, but there's a, there's a short there's a short short term optionality, and then there's the take control of your destiny optionality, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. What have you got a stomach for? Well, long term. Okay. Look, I'm, I've been in this for a long, long time, and you know, if if not me, if someone else will step in to my shoes and and do the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's let's see how you get on between now and then. <laughs> Thank the you very year. much. Yeah. Good catch up with you. I do like the story. So, um, stay in touch. Let us know you know what's happening as it happens. Um, my pleasure. Brilliant.